thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And this week in wellness, a study published in the Journal of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics has shown that a longer duration of breastfeeding in Spanish children was linked to a lower consumption of ultra-processed food items in preschool. The study looked at 806 four to five-year-old preschoolers between 2015 and 2021 and used web-based questionnaires to collect data of their ultra-processed food consumption, their screen time, the parents' knowledge of the nutritional guidelines, and the parents' attitude towards their child's diet. The kids were assessed in four groups, those who were not breastfed, 16%, those who were breastfed for less than six months, 31%, six to 12 months, 27%, and greater than 12 months, 27% of the kids. The results showed that those parents who breastfed for longer were more likely to be well-educated, more knowledgeable about nutrition, and have healthier attitudes towards their kids' dietary habits. The results show that the kids breastfed for longer than a year ate 6.5% less ultra-processed food by calories than the formula-fed children. As always, the links are in the show notes. And my opinion on this is that it just makes sense. You know, I think getting children off to the best start we can right from the start is most likely to create healthier children and to link be linked to healthier habits later on. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's nothing we can do about it. You know, I under- fully understand that, you know, there are some circumstances where parents aren't able to breastfeed or it's very, very difficult or challenging to breastfeed. And so, you know, what we need to do is make sure we're giving those parents all the support we can to try and uh, help identify the problems there and, and resolve them if possible. And if not possible, give them lots of support to help them create a healthy environment for their kids in spite of not being able to breastfeed to make sure that they're getting the nutrients they need and to make sure that they're being really well educated about which foods to introduce when to try and create a healthy diet in their children as they grow up. And, you know, I think it's important to understand when we look at studies like this, you know, is it correlation or causation? You know, is it the breastfeeding itself that creates the change in the preschooler's diet? Or is it the fact that the parents who tend to breastfeed for longer are more likely to be, as this study said, you know, better educated, more actively involved in uh, you know, monitoring their children and what their children are eating and encouraging their children to eat healthy and all those sort of things? And I think we also need to be mindful of the fact that you know, it is a web-based questionnaire. So is there some sort of a sort of confirma- confirmation bias or perhaps even a bit of a guilt factor here where you know, the parents who are more knowledgeable who you know want to do the right thing are more likely to suggest that their kids were eating the right thing because that's what they really want to be true you know so i think we need to be careful of these sort of results of these sort of studies because they don't always tell the whole story and they don't always tell the whole picture but i guess the question comes back to you know if we're talking about correlation versus causation does it really matter? You know, if these people are wanting to breastfeed, uh, the, you know, if the act of them breastfeeding is linked to healthier habits, if it's linked to healthier beliefs and healthier behaviors around food and nutrition, isn't that a good thing anyway? And so shouldn't we be encouraging both, you know, supporting and encouraging breastfeeding as much as possible, once again, while supporting those parents who aren't able to do so, um, and also supporting and educating parents around food and what foods they are giving their kids, what ultra-processed foods they are making available to their kids because it's not like 
preschool kids are going out and doing their own shopping and um, you know purchasing their own foods and controlling their own diet. It's very much the parents who are in, in charge here. And we know that this sort of ultra-processed food intake is associated with high blood pressure, with obesity, with mortality later on in life. Um, and so that's a really important topic. You know, it's really important to consider not just the short term, but the long term ramifications of these sort of diets. And I guess the other thing that's important to be mindful of with these sort of studies is, you know, is it education? You know, we're talking about these parents being, you know, better educated, perhaps in a, from a higher socioeconomic status, having different attitudes around food. But but is that just education or does it come down to their socioeconomic status? You know, is it the fact that these parents may be less able to afford real food you know we know that junk food can be really cheap you know and sometimes healthy food can be really expensive and so is there more we can do there in terms of supporting healthy whole real foods you know to make it easier for parents to make it cheaper for parents to make those foods more readily available for parents you know is there stuff we can do that can help those who are perhaps lower on the socioeconomic status rung uh, be better able to afford them and you know if it is about knowledge and education then is there more we can do to educate them to to share the knowledge to communicate the importance of diet because i think too often in our health sphere we just downplay the importance of diet we say it's not important you know it's all about drugs and surgery and and you know the the crisis interventions we can do at the end uh, and we tend to downplay the role of the lifestyle factors that sometimes get us there in the first place and so i think that really needs to change you know we really need our healthcare professionals to be leading the way, both from a personal point of view of, of doing it themselves, you know, of being healthy examples to the people in their community, and I think often that's not the case, but also in terms of what they're talking about to their communities and, and mentioning and prioritising the importance of breastfeeding and diet and the dangers of ultra-processed foods because they do make a difference. As I said, you know, we know that it makes a difference to blood pressure, obesity and mortality. We suspect that it makes a difference to a whole lot more than that, but it still gets downplayed as a causative factor when we're talking about disease uh, and when we're talking about morbidity. So, you know, the other thing that's interesting to study here, and I'd love us to do some more research into, is what actually does cause the difference here? You know, why is it that these breastfed children are eating healthier when they get to preschool? You know, is it, as we said before, is it just correlation? You know, is it the beliefs and the behaviors and the attitudes of the parents that makes the biggest difference? You know, or is it related to the flavors in the breast milk? We know, we know that the flavors of breast milk changes depending on what mum's been eating. And so, you know, if mum's eating a, a broad range of healthy foods, then they, those flavors are already getting exposed to those kids. And that may make it easier for them to tolerate and to enjoy healthy foods later on. You know, is it related to development? You know, is it the fact that kids getting this great start with breast milk and, and, and you know, healthy foods early on uh, are more likely to develop in a way that leads them to be uh, more likely to seek healthy foods? You know, is their body just more in tune with their environment and with what it needs? You know, is it related to cravings? You know, are there products, are there chemicals, are there, is there stuff in the formulas um, or in fact ultra processed foods that are getting exposed to these kids earlier that may make them crave you know are they higher in carbohydrates are they higher in sugar are they higher in other things uh, that the kids may then crave and may make them more likely to crave ultra processed foods as they go forwards Um, or as I said are there just other factors is it just a correlation and not a causation so from all of that what I want to say to you is look breastfeed for as long as you can I understand if you can't Um, and if you can't then 
ask your healthcare provider about ways you can supplement the formulas with real food in order to try and get as much of those nutrients into your kids as you can and get as much variety into your kids as you can. And be particularly mindful of the way you introduce solids and real foods to your child. You know, be really mindful about what foods you're giving them when, what you're teaching them, what flavors you're introducing them, how you're communicating it, what you're teaching them to love. Um, you know, there's a lot you can do to get your kids to love eating healthy food. Obviously, I've written a book on that subject called Nourish Without Nagging. You can find that on my website if that's something you're interested in, but it can be done. Uh, and there is stuff you can do to help change your child's habits and to get your kids to love eating healthy food and to decrease the percentage of those ultra-processed foods in their diets, regardless of whether they were or were not or how much they were breastfed. Because I think that's just one small part of a much bigger picture. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook and Instagram at This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. I'd love it if you went and did that now. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.